Welcome to the Kook Center Podcast, and here's your host. Welcome, everyone. I am your damn guide, Arnie. Now, I'm about to take you through a fully functioning power plant. So please, no one wander off the damn tour. And please take all the damn pictures you want. Now, are there any damn questions? Yeah, we're going to get some damn bait. Michael Preston. This is the Coop Center Hour podcast, as you can tell from our intro. We're not going to do the, you know, me blovating in an opening or any of that crap for 15 minutes because we have another podcast coming later this week where we are going to let me blovate for 15 minutes or so. And we're going to preview the Iowa State Cyclones and the Alamo Bowl. But there's something more important coming up. And actually, today, it is happening today if you're listening on Wednesday or yesterday if you're listening Thursday or tomorrow if you're listening on Tuesday. I can go over the options for you, but that's really what they are. It is early signing day for the 2019 class of football commits to talk about that class of 18-year-olds deciding what they want to do with the next four years of their life is Kook fans Baralio Perez, who I once saved from a wasp. So he is eternally grateful to me for that, I'm sure, right? Here we go, baby. How you doing, Mike? Good to be here, man. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, that old uh, that old Martin Stadium press box. God, that thing was just frightening as all hell. And I haven't been in the new one yet either. So that was uh, the, actually, those were the days. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Good job. I was over there actually uh, in Pullman for the first time in God. I think it was either five or six years for the Apple Cup, mm-hmm. and got a tour of the new full up of the new football operations uh, building from our buddy Bill Stevens, and mm-hmm. man, it would blow your mind away. Yeah, I have not been up there yet, and I am very jealous. I assume they still have the delicious pulled pork, but that that would be a gross oversight if they didn't have that anymore. I'd be very disappointed. Uh, Braulio, right now, this class uh, sitting according to 24-7, your employer, Kook fan, uh, 48th in the country, 7th in the Pac-12. That national rank is just about where it's been the last two years. I mean, hovering... You know, kind of right around mid to upper 40s. Uh, it's improved in terms of the Pac-12 rank, uh, number seven over number nine uh, this year. So I, I, guess I want to start with that Pac-12 rank. Is that more of a function of the recruits in this class being better for WSU or just the Pac-12's recruiting being down a bit? I know I think it's Utah uh, not doing too hot on the recruiting front, correct? Yeah, I think it's honestly just a little bit of both. And I'm kind of, as, as you stated, this class, it's kind of where it's typically been for uh, uh, for Mike Leach. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Leach. Uh, Mike Leach. <laughs> Mike, Mike Leach in Washington. Uh, Mike Leach in Washington State. Um, but the the good thing that's, uh, that's coming from is they really attacked uh, some areas of need. Um, and definitely offensive line and defensive line, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more depth about in a little bit. Um, but I think that's that's pretty much the biggest takeaway. You know, I for me, honestly... When I look at the numbers, obviously, you know, from a fan perspective, I guess you could say for some of the listeners out there, if they were in, you know, the top 20 or the top 25, they'd be like, oh, you know, this, this is great. But I wouldn't get too discouraged either way uh, or overly excited, at, you know, in, in the mid-40s for a number. I think it's a it's a good spot, and the, the talent they're bringing in is something that uh, fans should really be excited about. Right, because, you know, just going backwards and looking at previous classes, you know, like I talked about last year, 45 uh, the year before that, 44, and the year before that, 56. So it took a big dip in 2016. But, I mean, really, this is about what's to be expected for Washington State under Mike Leach. And, frankly, it's pretty good for a school of their size and of their, you know, kind of the money they have available to recruit and the ability they have available to recruit. You know, you're tucked right in there with teams like 
Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State at 45, West Virginia at 50. So it's not like, you know, the bad old days where you're seeing teams like Eastern Washington and Utah State listed right next to you. There are some good teams behind and ahead of you in this recruiting ranking. Well, the thing, too, is, I mean, they're not, you know, because you know how much I like Paul Wolf, but, you know, it's yeah. not the days of Wolf where uh, Washington State is no longer competing, like you said, with the, with the Eastern Washingtons or, you know, the, the uh, you know, the Northern Colorados or the Northern Arizona type schools. They're going out and they're, they're getting commits um, and verbal pledges from, you know, guys that have other, other Pac-12 offers or their national offers. So, I mean, that alone just kind of speaks to the, uh, the work they're doing and you know I mean Gunnar Cruz for example one thing I've been bringing up a lot of late is this kid you know had offers from you know Baylor Syracuse Cincinnati Arizona State mm-hmm. and then Georgia came in charging at him late and was like hey man we want to get you to come in and take an official visit um, just because they have a quarterback right now who's committed um, but he's a good, they've been out front with him they want to blue shirt him okay mm-hmm. And then also, you know, Justin Fields now is going to leave. So their their whole quarterback, you know, it's kind of in limbo. So they're looking for a stud. They're trying to go after Gunnar Cruz. And Gunnar Cruz told them, hey, no thanks. I'm going to stick with Washington State. So that alone, I mean, the, it's the monumental difference where you have a kid saying no to an SEC powerhouse mm-hmm. that, you know, was one win away from uh, getting the college football playoff um, compared to years prior. We flip SEC football recruits. That's what I'm hearing and taking from this. We did it last year, and we're doing it again this year. I'm ignoring whatever minutia you had there, and we're just—I'm just, just going to roll with that. Uh, oh, makes me—it makes me feel good. Uh, let's dig into this class a little bit. For let's talk about Gunnar Cruz Braulio. You brought him up, and I mean, obviously, everybody wants to start uh, with the quarterback in the air raid system. He committed uh, back late May. He's been with the Cougs since then. He will be the quarterback. Uh, they take this year, and as usual, I'm sure uh, the coaching staff hoping to redshirt him, and I assume that will be the case this coming season. But six four and a half, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Uh, the kid's already got pretty much a prototypical body type uh, for a quarterback, and his tape is impressive as hell, is it not? Oh man, yeah, it, it, it's it's great that he he can throw that that deep ball. It's it's such a pretty ball. I, I don't know what it is with these kids these days, man, but, God, there's something just different with the way football's being played these mm-hmm. days. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the tape's impressive. And the thing with him, too, is so he's signing. Uh, he'll be signing tomorrow. Uh, he'll be faxing in. or you know, I don't know what they do now with the technology these days. You're apparently allowed. You're, yeah, you're allowed now to take a screenshot and just text it in, which is not as exciting to me. I, I much preferred the fax machine camera watch. Uh, but apparently, yeah, now all the fun can be taken out. You're allowed to just screenshot it and send it to the coaches. Yeah, well, it is, it is 2018 after all, I guess. Yeah, I know. He'll, uh, he'll be doing that tomorrow, and uh, then he, he's graduating. He's going to spend some time with his folks for Christmas, and then he's heading, to, he's heading up to Pullman, and he'll be enrolling early, uh, getting up there in January in certain classes. And, you know, obviously come mid to late March, whenever Washington State kicks off uh, spring ball, he'll be going under uh, his, first uh spring spring camp when really he should be getting ready to go to prom and you know i know it's uh you know it's become a new norm for especially for quarterbacks to get up there early but i i, I just think it's going to be monumental for him i spoke with his uh with his high school coach of, uh, of castile down in uh down in arizona and he said you know gunner for him he, he's excited to get up there and compete just because you know for the last three years he's been that guy you know he's been the big man on campus the guy that people look up to and now for the first time 
he's not going to be the only quarterback in the room, right? He's yeah. not going to be the, the star player. He's going to have to go in and, and compete, and um, he's going to have to have other guys, you know, that he's going to have to learn from, and it, it, it's going to be different for him. And, you know, for some kids, it might be an adjustment. It might be kind of weird. Um, but his coach told me that Gunner's looking forward to it. He's, he's looking forward to that challenge, and he's ready to, to go up there and study the offense and just, you know, pack his lunch and get ready to work. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, hearing that, you know, for, from a uh, from a, a young quarterback who is embracing that challenge, and just, I mean, you're seeing all these kids transferring nowadays, right? I mean, Fields doesn't want to back up prom. Jacob Easton doesn't want to back up prom. A lot of a lot of kids aren't, you know, comfortable being patient and waiting. But from the sounds of it, Gunner's, you know, going in. He he knows what's ahead of him, what he's got to do, and he, he's looking forward to it. He'll get uh, to be in that room with Cam and Cooper, the much-heralded quarterback uh, from last year. Trey Tinsley and Anthony Gordon also going to be there uh, as well. Uh, Braulio, the top two guys I'm looking at in this recruiting class on CookFan right now, Jameer Thomas and Travion Brown, both linebackers, both over six feet tall, both 215 pounds is what they're listed at. Uh, was that a point of emphasis to go get some linebackers for this coaching staff, or did it just happen they attracted uh, two really highly rated uh, guys who are going to be behind that defensive line? And could, I'm, you know, with the attrition a bit there, uh, without Peyton Palour, you could envision maybe one of them challenges to start next year, perhaps. Well, uh, just, just real quick, man, so on, yeah. uh, on 247, so Jameer Thomas, he's gotten a bunch of offers for, for both linebacker and running back, and he's actually heading to Washington State as a running back. Okay, so uh, see, there you go. I should See, what did I say before I did this? I don't know anything, and Baraglio, and I don't know why I'm doing an Italian mob voice, he needs to tell me. So Thomas is going to come in as a running back. That's good. Let's talk about him. We'll get to Brown next, but Thomas coming in as a running back, and especially with James Williams being a senior next year, uh, important to have that depth at the running back position because Max Borgie can't just do it all once James Williams graduates. For sure, man. No, and so with uh, with Thomas, he's a he's a speedy backer. He's a he's a bruiser. You know, being that you know he's a stud linebacker, but you know, in addition on offense, you know, he rushed for I want to say it was over nineteen hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns. He actually set his school's um, uh, career uh, rushing record. Mm-hmm. Um, broke the broke the yardage total. So he's coming in there, and he's you know he, he he's a he's a high level prospect. You know, you watch his film too. He, he's a guy that you know he's going to go in there, and he's going to fight for those extra yards. He's, he's he doesn't have the you know so so you know what they call like the breakaway like blow your mind off speed. But he's I mean he's not slow. He's not your he's not your me out there trying to run the forty. I can mm-hmm. tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot run very many people in the 40 wheel, but maybe you and I should have a race. I think you would still beat me. Uh, Travion Brown, the other linebacker, not a lot, not like Thomas, though, is playing uh, running back. Brown is playing linebacker, I'm assuming, correct? I'm not going to make myself sound like a bigger butthead here, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, he's, he's heading okay. to Washington State as a, as a linebacker. And uh, yep. Ken Wilson, uh, yeah, he ran the point on uh, on Brown. He's a, he's a 6'3 kid, 215 pounds. Uh, the composite has him for 247. I want to say the composite was a three-star, but the actual 247 sports ranking had him as uh, the 20th ranked outside linebacker in the country. Mm-hmm. He was another guy. He had some, he had some good offers. Uh, I want to say uh, Colorado, Arizona, Boston College, uh, BYU. I think in total he had more than 20 offers. Yeah. So this was a, this was a kid. He's from a, from a smaller uh, smaller Christian school, Linfield, Linfield Christian School, I believe it is. Uh, yes, you're right. Linfield Christian School in Temecula. Or Temecula. I knew. I knew I was getting there. Yeah. Um. But no, he's a he, he's going to be a stud man. He, he's a guy that you know 
and anytime you see a, a player with more than 20 offers, you know, four-star kid, uh, you know, you, you got to trust the Brandon Huffmans and the Greg Biggins of the world. And then you watch Joe Brown's, uh, Brown's tape and the way he has a nose for the ball and uh, he likes laying the lumber. It just reemphasizes how, how, good, yeah. how good he is and uh, how high his potential is. Uh, let's kind of go, uh, we'll move kind of now to groups. I want to talk about the offensive linemen uh, in this class. Dante Powell, the highest rated one. I did see this morning, Braulio. It looks like uh, he has a class to finish up at Arizona Western College. He was originally a 2017 commute, uh, commute commit, uh, went to Arizona Western, and he's got another class to finish up. So he says he'll sign in February. Is that worrying at all, given the history he's had. I mean, I know he committed to Washington State, so I was surprised when he committed again because normally we don't see uh, someone go to a junior college uh, and then reappear uh, for a school. But uh, is he confident he can get that class finished and ready and, you know, resolved in time to sign in February? Yeah, no. so I uh, actually spoke with him uh, either earlier this week or late last week. Um, and he let me know that he uh, he was going to be signing uh, tomorrow, that he's going to be signing in February. Um, and, you know, at first, you know, it kind of, um, it was kind of alarming, but then, you know, he, he just reemphasized it like he, he's just one class short, um, and he's still going to get up there. And I know, you know, some people might be concerned, like, oh, he had the, he had the academic issues before, but he, he's just one, one class short of getting his AA, which he needs, uh, to, to get up to Washington State. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be fine. He'll, he'll get up there. He'll take care of business in the classroom. Arizona Western's a great school, too. They're not just going to sit by and let, let mm-hmm. you know, just let him not finish up and not get to Washington State. He's got a teammate too, Bryce Beekman, um, a, a defensive back from Arizona Western, who's heading up there, uh, heading up to Washington State as well. So they'll be playing together in the future. Um, I, I wouldn't worry about Powell. I think he's going to get up there. And the fact that you know he committed before a couple years back at Richland, didn't qualify, and then was able to you know. Go do it the do it the long way, you know. Go to the JUCO, mm-hmm. end up, you know, getting his AA, and then up going to Washington State. I think that alone is a neat story of a of a kid who who had those you know those obstacles he had to overcome. He, he didn't give up though. He didn't quit. And you know, here he is. He might not be signing tomorrow, but he'll sign in February, and then he'll he'll end up uh, end up at Washington State where he wanted to be all along. Yep, and uh, we hope he does certainly. Because, like you know, like I said, uh, you don't see very often a, a kid go to a junior college and then come back to the school he was originally committed to. So that uh, certainly would be encouraging. We'll talk about Beekman here in a bit. I want to talk about the rest of the offensive linemen in this cr- class. Uchinsky from Walla Walla, Patrick Uchinsky. I think I'm saying his name right. If not, I'm sure Glenn will correct me when he gets on campus. Uh, <laughs> and then Hunter Hill and Connor Gomnes. Uh, Braulio, these guys. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say you know, too much about offensive linemen because, you know, knowing a lot about them is kind of a specialized thing, but at least on paper, they kind of seem to fit the body type Mike Leach is looking for. They're tall, they're large, and they have a frame that they can put on some weight. Definitely. You know, with, uh, with Yuchinski, uh, out of Walla Walla, I mean, it, it's a double bonus. So he's an in-state kid, and obviously, you know, Washington State, they always want to, they always want to land the in-state kids. They want to keep them close to home, and Eric Neely, uh, he handles the majority of the of the NCAA recruiting. He really does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously with me, I I like him so much because he's a Jersey guy, and I'm a, I'm an adopted Jersey guy, so I always <laughs> got to show him extra love when I can. But um, but with Wojcicki, he's you know he's massive, six seven, two hundred eighty pounds. He's actually ranked um, uh, four stars by two four seven now, the twenty seventh ranked offensive tackle for his class. Wow. Um, and yeah, so he, he's a big guy, and he was originally three stars. And then they bumped him up to a four-star. Uh, and Brandon Huffman, our friend at 247, he, um, he he 
said in the coup fan uh, in the like in our message boards in our luxury suits that you know this this kid his senior year very very impressive um just you know the way he's able to move uh move off the ball and, and just block and get out and just like pancake blocks it's like this, this kid's He's got a high, a high ceiling, and even compared to my, I believe Andre Dillard, who's at a at a Woodenville, mm-hmm. uh, who's now you know just having an unbelievable career for the Cougs. So you know, I, I think Uchinski, he's he's going to be of, of all the offensive linemen in this class. I think he would be the he would be the the one specifically to watch. You know, a couple of years down the road, like, hey man, this this guy, even though he was four stars and you know uh, ranked twenty seventh uh, offensive tackle in the country, he he turned out to be you know kind of a steal and a and a major get for Washington State. Well, I want to focus on another area of the offense, Braulio, and that's wide receiver. I think some folks might be a little bit worried that you only see two wide receivers in this class in Billy Pospisil and Donovan Ollie. Uh, but I, I think, and you know, Jeff Neuser said this. I actually, I think Scott Criswell said this on our website as well. Uh, that's probably more to do with. I mean, there's just there is a glut of talent at that position uh, for Wazoo right now. And you know, while you always, you know, more bodies is always nice. Uh, sometimes you're just you know you're not going to attract a ton of kids when they know that you have a lot of really good players at the position you're recruiting them for. So it becomes difficult to do that. And the coaches may also just have wanted to focus elsewhere with their scholarship offers, correct? Yeah, and you know with uh, with this class too, he's listed as a as a as a running back, an athlete type guy, but uh, Juvenile Bazile, uh the three star kid out of Florida. I'm glad you said. I'm 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 glad you said that, not me. Thank God. <laughs> I had to give it the college try, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but so he's a he's a five ten, one hundred eighty pounder, and he's going to ride to Washington State as a running back. They're going to mm-hmm. um, they're going to work him there. But he's also got the ability. He, he could also uh, down the road uh, turn up, turn out to be uh, an inside receiver, be a slot guy. Yeah, he's a very versatile, blazing, blazing speed. If you haven't watched this film, uh, Mike, watch it. You're going to be blown away. This kid, the wheels are unbelievable. But he he's a guy that he could. Down the road, he could either be a running back or a receiver. So that mm-hmm. could, you know, could put you from from two to, to three in this class, or he sticks a running back. You, you never know where he ends up, um, where he ends up, you know, until after he gets to Pullman. But with the receiver that they got, you know, Billy Pospisil, you know, typical, you know, five eleven, hundred and ninety pounder, quick kid out of out of Pomo- or yeah, Pomona High, the same high school as uh, as Max, uh, yep, as Max, Max Morgan, Morgan, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's a, he's a speedster. He's got good hands. And Donovan Ali, I'm excited about this kid. Um, on Coop Fame today, actually, uh, uh, Barry put together uh, like um, he he asked us who are, who are our biggest sleeper, biggest get, uh, and who definitely won't redshirt uh, this season. And the guy I picked for who definitely will not redshirt uh, in 2019. I'm sorry, not this season, but the but the next season is is going to be Donovan Ali. I'm mm-hmm. just uh, I'm really impressed by this guy. Six three, two hundred and five pounds. He's lit. He's six three. But I talked with his coach actually earlier in the week, and he said he's almost six four. And he said yeah. the guy has got just got massive, secure hands. He can jump out of the gym. Just an unbelievable, unbelievable vertical leap. So just picture that in the red zone. You know, mm-hmm. picture who we, we still know he's going to be starting a quarterback. But you know, say you're at the ten yard line, just throw that fade to him. And this is the kind of kid that can go up and just make a make a play for you yeah. at, at its highest point and come down with it. So I'm I'm excited about Donovan. You know, he, he's a he's a Texas kid. Uh, he'll bring that Texas swag up to the Palouse. So uh, I think he's a player that uh, the fans should definitely be excited about. I'll uh, move to the defense uh, now, Braulio. And I know one position people are always always worried about and always harping on is defensive tackle. And Washington State did have two commits. They lost Nasir Sims. 
last month, late last month. Uh, they still do have uh, Dijon Benton uh, committed. Uh, are the coaches still looking around for defensive linemen? Is that something they would like to get more of in this class? Because right now, 21 commits and, you know, scholarship math is always scholarship math. There's always room to kind of fudge the numbers a bit. Are they still looking for a big body up front on the defensive line? See, I, the thing that uh, where so Lazarus at 21 commits right now, no, don't worry, I'll, I'll get to the defensive tackle. But you got to yeah. remember, too, they have two holdovers uh, that gray-shirted yeah. that will count towards this class. It mm-hmm. was uh, Grantlin, uh, Grantlin Griso, the, yep. uh, the defensive back out of uh, – out of Texas, yep, and Rocky Cato Catawanga, the uh, the linebacker out of California. So that'll put him at twenty three, and I I believe a full class that they can take is at a, is at twenty five. Yep. Um. So mathematically, they would have two more spots open. I don't think that for this class they're they're uh, they're looking at adding another scholarship down the defensive line. I, you know, right now uh, on D tackle, you know, they have uh, they have been uh, Nasir Sims. Uh, you know, I, I was I was wondering what, what happened. There. I wasn't able to really track down why uh, his, his scholarship was uh, was pulled mm-hmm. uh, from Wazoo. He, he's going to sign with San Diego State tomorrow, so fortunately for him, uh, he he was able to find a new home. I don't want to speculate on why things didn't work out with Washington State, but yeah. you know, for whatever reason, he's not heading to Pullman. Um, but so yeah, they got uh, they got Ben at D tackle, um, and especially after losing uh, Jonathan Lolohea, who left you know kind of out of nowhere yeah. uh, last year, the the JUCO kid, um, they they did want to they did want to make an emphasis to uh, bringing in some uh, some some defensive linemen. They got Ben, who's who, who's a great a, a great get. You know, he's six three, two hundred and sixty pounds, so he he'll be a guy to to watch down the road. But uh, you know, leading up, uh, especially until tomorrow, unless they pull. A total surprise on me. I, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them uh, adding another defensive lineman uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You never know that could change. Uh, they could have some things that move around um, uh, leading up to February because there's another signing day in February. So maybe they go after a JUCO kid um, that they're that they're high on, or uh, maybe uh, um, uh, a prep, uh, a high school kid uh, shows up uh, uh, with some great senior film that they're that they're watching and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's take a chance on this kid." So you you never know what might happen there. We'll back up to the linebackers now. We already talked about Travion Brown, uh, Braulio, but going down the list, Penny Naulu uh, from Hawaii on there. Uh, you also have Cosmos Queedy, which is I uh, in the running for name of the year uh, in this recruiting class for me. Uh, there, so besides Brown taking those two guys uh, at outside linebacker, uh, again, I think probably pretty happy with those guys. Uh, is Ken Wilson going into uh, into signing day? Oh, definitely. And, and Penny, um, uh, Penny actually spoke with him. Gosh, when was it? I think on Sunday. And this kid, he, he's got a personality. He's from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him, you know, how are you going to get ready for the for the Pullman winners? And I actually wrote about it today. And he told me that he's cranking up the AC at his house. Uh, and he's just walking around with the AC on full blast. He's trying to keep his house at like 40, 50 degrees at his all poor, times. His poor uh, parents, man. Like that. <laughs> That's... That is miserably cold if you're Hawaiian. Well, not only that, but I told him, like, you realize your parents' energy bill is going to be through the roof. Yeah, I know. The month, right? And yeah. he's like, yeah, I know. It's just something we got to deal with so I can get ready to go over there. <laughs> and I was cracking up because it just, uh, it reminded me. I mean, Mike, you know, I'm Ecuadorian. It's like my uncle. The first time he ever came to America and he came and visited me in New York, he saw snow for the first time. He looked yeah. and he's like, what in the world is this? And I'm thinking this kid. 
this kid's walking around with AC blasting because you know he's got a he's from I think he's half an hour away from Honolulu. So yeah. he's got to go say goodbye to the beaches and the sand and the and the beautiful weather and deal with some some Pullman winters. But I'm sure he'll love those Pullman summers though in the in the fall. As yes. you know, I mean Pullman. Oof. He will. That time of the year is great. Yep. But no, he's he, he's a he's a he, he's a he's a great player too. I mean, he had a he had a ton of offers throughout his uh, throughout his recruitment process. UCLA, UW, Oregon, um, a lot of Pac-12 schools all came in with offers. Um, then in early September, he decided uh, to go with the Cougs, and he credited uh, Ken Wilson for um, for the reason why he ended up going to Wazoo. Just a relationship he's he mm-hmm. built with Wilson, and that's what you hear from a lot of kids, you know. Uh, with with a lot of the turnover uh, that Washington State has had with the with the coaching staff in in recent years, the one guy that's been a been a rock for Mike Leach and really been a a loyal assistant for him has been Ken Wilson, and he's mm-hmm. really really stepped up his uh, stepped up his recruitment game in the last couple of years, and he he's been an ace um, mm-hmm. for for the staff, and it, it's proven in this class with some of the some of the great guys are getting, and then. Uh, before we move on with with Costas, um out of Arizona, I'm, I'm not sure if you know his backstory, but this kid was actually uh, right. He's, uh, he's from uh, from I uh, can't remember where in Africa, right? But he had he never played football before he came to the United States, right? Yeah, never. He, he mm-hmm. had played a little a little rugby, um, but he was he was actually born in the in the Congo. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of of war zones, and he escaped with his family, uh, lived in a in a refugee camp. In Zimbabwe, can you imagine? No, and I then, no, I can't. No, no, yeah, no. right. Never made it to uh, made it to Arizona when he was either fifteen or sixteen. Had never played football, um, and then uh, as soon as he got to Arizona, started playing ball. Just fell in love with the game because he was a big rugby kid, and so he he made the made the transition from from rugby to football. Loved playing, uh, loved playing the game. Is a massive, massive guy. Um, and I was heading to Washington State, so big get for the coach, but just unbelievable backstory for this young man to uh, to flee, flee yeah. the Congo, was at a refugee camp, and now he's going to going to play Pac-12 football. It's a long way to go to come to Pullman, Washington, that's for sure. But I'm sure he'll be happy with the community he finds there. I mean, it's a small school. I hope will work out really well for him, and that's because that's a that's a really really cool story. Um, the secondary, Braulio, one thing I'm noticing, a lot of JC commits. Uh, Bryce Beekman, yep. who we talked about uh, earlier, and then you go down to Daniel Isom uh, from Iowa Western, and Derek Langford from City College of San Francisco. That should sound familiar uh, to plenty of Kook fans. Washington State's gone to City College of San Francisco. I mean, I swear to God, Mike Leach has an apartment down there. Uh, he's recruiting so many kids from there. Um, that that's a lot to do. They they need some help in the secondary right now with Darian Moulton graduating and you know just wanting to fill some holes. I don't think the coaches were too thrilled with the play of the secondary uh, this season. So this kind of speaks to they want some immediate help back there, don't they? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it really speaks for itself when you know the the majority of your commit at one position, you know, being in the secondary three or, or JC guys with, you know, Beekman, Isom, and, uh, and Langford. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that they made it a focus, they made it a priority, and, you know, good on them to go out and get guys with, with experience who, uh, who are qualified and can come make plays for Washington State and hopefully for them make, uh, make an immediate impact. And, you know, you're right, City College of San Francisco, uh, great relationship between the Cougs um, and uh, CCSF. So you know they're they're hoping it, it works out it works out again here and um, with, with the secondary too you can't 
forget though, they do have a, a youngster coming in in Armani Archie out of mm-hmm. California. He's a he's a, he's a taller kid too. He's a cornerback, six one, one seventy five. Um, kind of you know typical Coug uh, corner from from recent years, right? You know they got they like a guy with a little bit of height, uh, some speed, uh, some right. size to him. So he's he, he may not make you know an immediate impact like some of these JC guys, but definitely don't want to don't want to forget about him. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's a kid that can definitely uh, be a playmaker down the road for him. I want to close out uh, with one thing, Braulio Perez of Kook fan. Uh, we know, we knew. I, I think you know, pretty most pretty intense Kook fans knew the the snapping on on uh, PATs field goals. Not great this year. Uh, left a lot to be desired. Washington State has offered a long snapper. I am excited. Yeah. I am so excited about long. Give give me that Rich Eisen long snapping XO impression. I want to see Simon Samarjits smart. Simons, <laughs> I am so I'm just blowing this, but they do have a commit uh, from a long snapper, and again, we're talking about something you can kind of read into what the coaches want out of their commits, and it's clear they are not happy with the long snapping this year, and they want that fixed. They want it fixed so badly they are offering a scholarship to a long snapper, which is not something you typically see. Never. I mean, yeah. or not never, but no, it's something you really don't. And I can't remember the last time Washington State brought in a uh, a long snapper uh, on scholarship right away. But it, I mean, this kid's got skill, man. He's ranked the number three long snapper in the country for a reason, right? Yeah. You know, schools are schools were coming after him, and Wazoo being a being a Pac-12 program, coming off a great season and having another one. You know, they they went after him, and, and kudos to them for blaming him. And you know, he was uh, he was in town recently for his official visit, and I mean. His dad and Simon, they were just all over social media posting photos of how much they love Pullman. And I think the small town feel won him over. And he wasn't a kid who was, you know, on, you know, commit, or I'm sorry, he wasn't a kid on flip watch or anything like that. But yeah. as soon as they took that official visit, I think it just locked everything in for him. They're, they're excited about him heading up to Washington State. And, you know, hey, you know, the, he's, he's the number three player of his position going to sign with Washington State. He's the highest ranked guy for uh, for a particular position going, so he can he can have those bragging rights over his uh, over his 2019 buddies the rest of his career. Top three long snapper at Washington State. That is what we do on the Palouse. Exactly. <laughs> we flip yeah. SEC quarterbacks and we get the best damn long snappers in the country and I will hear <laughs> nothing else. We spent a half hour with Braulio Perez. It has been our favorite half hour in a while. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Hey, man, always great talking to you, Mike. Miss you, buddy. Hope all is well, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yes, we will. Thank you, sir.